Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. Let us listen to the word of God. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am filthy from my travels I am thirsty from the heat I am tired and worn and wasted in defeat You come offering your water Saying come believe and drink In my heart you'll be me 
Thank you for sharing your gifts today. Our next scripture reading comes to us from Hebrews chapter 11. Let us listen to the word of God. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and as he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land and he, that he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born. As many as the stars of heaven, as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last year, we were planning a big family trip for the summer of 2022, but in the spring, we ended up having to postpone these plans. In order to soften the blow for the kids, we told them that we'd be going to Disney World instead. We'd been saving for it, and they were pretty excited to hear the news. And then we told them that we'd now be able to go to Synod School this summer. And they started cheering. They were ecstatic. We'd gone last year, and they were just over the top. So much so that I thought we should have led with Synod School because it would have been a lot cheaper than Disney World. <laughs> I don't get me wrong, we had a great time at Disney in April. It's good for our family. But Synod School is very cool. Last week at Synod School, the girls went with the youth group, so Siobhan and I had a great time on our own. We went to classes. Siobhan made, she had a stole class, so she made this beautiful stole for me in a week. Uh, we visited with other pastors. We worshiped. It's like church camp, but in air-conditioned dorm rooms. And it's for the whole family, so it's not just for kids. It's also not just for pastors. Everyone's invited. In fact, I even heard Janae Hansen considering teaching a class next year. And after the youth share about it on August 21st, you might consider going. 
I especially needed it this year. My well has been running dry, and I needed some encouragement and growth. The worship and music was inspiring and uplifting, and I didn't have to plan any of it, which was wonderful. I made new friends with other pastors. I laughed a lot, and I ate lots of ice cream. I'm glad I'm part of a church that encouraged its pastor to learn and to grow. Thank you. Now, one of the more serious classes I attended was Faith in Action, Stories of Solidarity with the Poor. Sounds very impressive, I know, but something that was brought up early on that surprised me was that most people think in our churches that the person who's called by God is just the pastor, and that's it. That most folks in the pews figure that that's the person who's called in ministry. Now, if that's what you think, then you wouldn't be alone. But if that's what you think, I need to get to work because I haven't been doing my job very well. Presbyterians know, understand that all are called by God. Now, in today's Hebrews text, we hear specifically about Abraham and Sarah's call. First, Abraham is called by God to go. He didn't even know where he was going, but by faith, he obeyed God and went anyway. And I love the language in Hebrews. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called. By faith, he stayed for a time. By faith, he received. The rest of the chapter talks about even more people that God called. By faith, Moses was hidden. By faith, he left Egypt unafraid. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. By faith, Rahab received the spies in peace. And this is... What eventually Paul says near the end of Hebrews 11, And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, shut the mouths of lions, put foreign armies to fight, to flight. Others were tortured, suffered mocking and flogging and imprisonment. They were stoned to death, destitute, persecuted, tormented. Whether victorious or not, named or unnamed, all were called by God. And they're incredible models of faith for us. Now, I don't know about you, but they feel like giants. While it sounds poetic and lovely, the idea of being called and living by faith, I imagine that most of us excuse ourselves from our calling by God because most of us are intimidated to these hard-to-live-up-to models and because God hasn't told us out loud and clearly enough of what to do. It'd be easy for us to say something like, certainly, religious people like Mother Teresa and pastors, they experience callings. God calls giants of faith, but that's not me. I'm just a teacher. I, I work at a bank. I clean homes. I, I'm retired. <laughs> Yet Jesus calls apostles and disciples, some rich, others sick, some poor, some upstanding citizens, and others have questionable morals. God is clear in Scripture that we're all called to ministry in some way or other. 
Mother Teresa says it this way, what matters is that God calls each of us in a different way. God calls babies, too. I, th I, think, he, I think he's agreeing with me. <laughs> what matters is that God calls each of us in a different way. The truth is, it's sometimes hard to hear God's gentle movements, especially since we live in such a noisy world. In fact, most of us are very uh, uncomfortable with silence. If you're like me, you have to fill it with something, anything, like music, or, or you come up with something else to talk about, right, if there's that little bit of silence. Or if there is silence, even if it's quiet, Endless lists keep running in your head, thoughts, worries. And these days, it's easy to keep busy, be oblivious to God's silent ways. In fact, hearing God's still small voice, sensing God's gentle movements, it takes a lot of intentionality. Author Elizabeth O'Connor says, an authentic call is hard to discern in today's world, a fact that makes difficult the naming and using of our gifts. Gifts evolve in response to call, and we may not yet have heard a call. When was the last time we took a deep breath and paused, really paused, for five minutes to listen for what God is saying? Five minutes of silence and prayer can feel like an eternity. O'Connor continues, To hear and discern the voice of God, one has to be in a state of attention with one's ears turned inward. The difficulty is that we are often in a not often in a receptive posture. It's not, an easy or it's not easy or popular in our world, but God calls each of us in one way or the other. Alexander Bell, so concerned that the human voice be heard around the world, had a deaf mother and a deaf wife. Thomas Edison, when asked if he had any fear, replied, I fear the dark. We just need to be open, intentional, and receptive to God's call. During the building of the Golden Gate Bridge over San Francisco Bay, construction fell badly behind schedule because several workers had accidentally fallen from the scaffolding to their deaths. Engineers and administrators could find no solution to the costly delays, and then finally someone suggested a gigantic net be hung under the bridge to catch any who fell. Eventually, in spite of the enormous cost, the engineers opted for the net. And after it was installed, progress was hardly interrupted. A worker or two fell into the net, but were saved. Ultimately, all the time lost to fear was regained by replacing fear with faith in the net. Today's scripture reading, we discover that God calls Abraham, not just once, but he listens to the gentle voice of God again and again and again. Abraham and Sarah aren't led by fear, but instead by faith. They see God as their safety net. When God calls them to go, God goes with them, promising descendants as numerous as the stars. Now, this doesn't mean it's easy, because their call by God isn't very clear. God doesn't give them a detailed itinerary. 
And we discover there were many times when they could have given up, when God didn't seem to be fulfilling his end of the bargain. Faith is an act of trust that leads to a lifetime of trust. By faith, they intentionally listen. By faith, Abraham and Sarah trust. By faith, they live life. And over time, we discover that God continues to uphold this world, communion, commune with God's people. Now, the most important thing I want you to go away with is that you are called by God. Not just your pastor, but God calls each of us to a life of faith. Not just a one-point time. And we have to be intentional in order to hear and discern God's gentle voice in this noisy world because we each have gifts to be used by God and to fulfill God's ministry. Pastor Fred Craddock once said, to give one's life for Christ sounds wonderful. To pour oneself out for others, to pay the ultimate price of martyrdom, I'll do it. I'm ready, Lord, to go out into a blaze of glory. We think that giving our all to the Lord is like taking a $1,000 bill and laying it on the table Here's my life, Lord. I'm giving it all. But the reality for most of us is that God sends us to the bank and has us cash in that $1,000 for quarters. We go through life putting out 25 cents here and 50 cents there. Listen to the neighbor kids' troubles instead of saying get lost a quarter. Go to a committee meeting, two quarters for them. Give a cup of water to a shaky old man in a nursing home. A quarter. It's done in all these little acts of love, 25 cents at a time. It would be easy to go out in a flash of glory, Craddock explained. What's hard is living the Christian life little by little over the long haul. And that's what these giants of faith actually do. Little by little, day by day, they share little acts of love, 25 cents at a time, for their whole life. And when you add it all up, they live by faith. Even Christ, who cashes it all in at the end, lived into this calling from God little by little, 25 cents at a time, his whole life long. And that's how each of us are called by God to live, by faith. Now, to help you remember this, I brought a bunch of quarters, and there will be a container in the offering plate that has a quarter for you. It looks like this, and there are a bunch of little cards. Please take one home with you. I want it to remind you that you are called by God. By faith, we go to the bank and we cash in $1,000 for quarters. This quarter is a reminder that God has called you to live by faith, to listen to God's voice, for he is calling you to live a little by little, 25 cents at a time, sharing small acts of love over your whole life long. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Along a hundred highways.
If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is 
office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.